Hey guys, this is our podcast at the Clemson Foothills Church. We're glad you found us. Join us as we discover what the Bible says about following Jesus, loving God, and serving one another. Feel free to visit our website at clemsonfoothills.com or check out the Clemson Foothills Church YouTube channel. We love learning what God says to us in His Word, and we hope this podcast helps you to do that as well. With all that said, let's dive into the episode for this week. So, um, you know, the year's almost up. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? It's, we're days away. We are days away from Christmas, right? I mean, we're days away, right? That's exactly right. Um, but, you know, we're, we're, we're wrapping this up. Uh, this is a great time of year. Sometimes, if you wait too far into, into, like, December to start kind of reflecting on the year, you, you just feel too busy, right? Because there's Christmas and New Year's and all that kind of stuff, and I think... You know, you can kind of get started and, and just, I think it's really healthy to take some time and to just look back on the last 10 months or so and to really be grateful, to really take an inventory on what God has done. There has been some crazy things happen this year. I mean, just that, that was one of the things is we were praying for unexplainable things to happen. Unexplainable things continue to happen, which is Awesome, because what's cool about that is there isn't a single one of us in here that could go, this happened because of me. This happened because we are so good at something. It was like things were happening that you're like, who even did that? Right? It's just like it's unexplainable. That's, that's the best way because, you know what, God gets all the credit that way. And that's what we have to always remember, right? Our goal isn't to make a name for the Clemson Foothills Church. Our goal isn't to make a name, like to have the most popular podcast. And, the, and that's not our goal. Right. Our goal is is that we fall in and are used by God, that we love him, that we love others, that we love others the way he loved us. Right. And we do what he tells us to do and we do it his way. Right. And so anyway, that's um, I just want to encourage you to take a little time. Look back. Be grateful. Um, Even there's been hard times, too. You know, it's really neat. Uh, Summer is here. So Summer and Mike, as you guys know, are making their move up here. Summer's here now. And 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 she yes, that's exciting. And then Paris is here. Y'all know Paris. And then Gail, Summer's mom, Gail is here. And 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 man, we've known Gail for like 23 years. And I don't know if there's a more beautiful singing voice. I'll tell you, man. I mean, it is so good to see you. And um Man, it's just, what a blast from the past, right? From <laughs> Thomasville, Georgia, man. Uh, KJ's fired up because he just grew up right not too far from Thomasville. So, uh, but uh, it's, there's so many neat things happening. Amen. Be praying for Summer and Mike, though, and Paris in this transition. And, uh, and also for KJ and Stephanie with this wedding, man, how exciting is that, right? Oh, my goodness. That's going to be fantastic. Um, but we're still in the midst because here's the deal, and we're not, this won't stop December 31st, growing to be more faithful, all right? If you're thinking in your mind, I can't wait till we're done with this series, right, of living by faith, we'll never be done with this, okay? This is, hopefully it's been just, in, it, it just saturating us with this, so we go, man, I'll never get a chance to not 
be growing in this. Is, it, we're not going to get to a place. I, and, and you might think I'm just cynical, but I really doubt we're going to get to a place and go, you know what? This is what perfect faith looks like, okay? I mean, we will when Jesus comes back, all right? But I'm just talking about on this earth, we're going to, this is a, a, a noble task right here is, is that we are seeking God and we're always taking inventory to see, how can I grow? How can I trust God more? Right? And not just on the big things, because it's the little things that give us the encouragement to make the big decisions. Right, And so we're actually going to, um, we're transitioning out of the book of Hebrews. Right, So you, you may go, I've never read a whole book before. Well, you probably just did. Okay, So that's good. You can check that off on your checklist, but don't have a checklist. Okay, that's, so, so I'm just like pl- playing both sides here. Okay. Um, but we're going we're gonna to shift to something that I think is so valuable, okay, is this idea of not just living by faith, but how do I make faithful decisions, right? We, we all make a lot of decisions every day. In fact, we couldn't even count the number of decisions probably we make, and most of them are just mundane, right? I mean, most of them are like, hey, I brush my teeth. I do make a choice to do that, and you should too, okay? <laughs> like putting on deodorant and all those kind of things, that's a good thing, Okay. And those are like the little ones I'm like, let's not talk about that right now, okay? Um, But there's a whole lot of decisions each day that do make an impact. And then there's these big decisions. There are big decisions, okay? And and this, I'm really going to cut this into two lessons um, because I was just thinking, I was just reflecting on what were those really big decisions in my own life? You know, how did I handle them? The, The failures... Uh, the times, quite honestly, that I felt like I probably hit it okay was probably more luck than anything, you know, just like God being graceful, all right? But there were some things that I was taught, there are some things I want you to think about too when it comes to decision making, all right? Because here's the deal, um, in, in, our, in our Western culture, right, every one of us is infected with this idea of individualism which is, I've got this on my own. I don't need anyone else. I don't need help with decision-making. And we're going to talk about some things, but I want that to challenge you a little bit because here's the thing is we do need help. We need help from God. We need help from spirit-filled brothers and sisters helping us. We need help, okay? And I think one of the things that derails us most often is when uh, we become true Westerners and say, man, I am the Lone Ranger. I've got this. I don't need anybody. In fact, I don't trust anybody. Okay, and we want to look at God's word and go, okay, well, how will we navigate this? If Jesus were here and he were to, we were to walk around Galilee with him and we were to ask him, Jesus, teach us, teach us. How should we make decisions that are faithful decisions? Okay, and you know what's interesting? Oftentimes the decisions we make, and this may seem, you may go, man, Keith, that's the dumbest thing you've ever said, but just stick with me, okay? The decisions we make, right? often are less important than how we got to them. All right? I want you to think about that, all right? Because here's the deal is, is our goal isn't, how can I navigate my life to where I never make a bad decision that is perfect and I never make a mistake and I'm never wrong? That is so much pressure. In fact, that kind of pressure will make us wrong always, okay? We will fail continually, all right? But it's this idea of going, how do I get to a place? How do I, how do I, like, what is the purpose? Because I could make the right decision and do it unfaithfully, thoughtlessly, okay? And I want you to just remember, that isn't okay, all right? That's not okay to go, but man, I made the right decision, all right? The fact that 
we're making it faithlessly tells us that we're just, we, okay, we kind of used our own resources, but we didn't consider faith. And that's what I want us to think about here, okay? I want, to, want us to do this. The neat thing about decisions that we make is that it gives us a nice kind of temperature of what's on the inside. It, it really brings things out, right? I want you to just think about some of the big decisions you've made, right? A lot of those decisions, they bring out um, parts of who we are on the inside, okay? I, a few decisions that I was just writing down over the years, I, I made a decision to be baptized, I made a decision to be a disciple of Jesus, all right? And that's, listen, man, that is, there is a lot to think about, okay? And, and everyone isn't happy all the time about that. There's a, there's a cost to count, right? But this was a decision, this was a big decision in my life, the decision to date my wife, right? That was a good decision, Okay, the decision to get married was a good decision. That was great, right? But I'm telling you, these are decisions. It's like, man, uh, these are all about being faithful as well. Because in every situation, I'm going, there's what I want, and then there's trusting God, right? And how do I get my heart on the same page with that, right? I had down here, you know, I left my job, all right? That, that, that was hard, all right? I, I did enjoy being an athletic trainer, okay? And, and my goal in saying that isn't to tell you to quit your job, all right? But the thing is, is some of you may, okay? Because sometimes you go, well, yeah, Keith, you were supposed to. <laughs> well, how do you know you're not supposed to, okay? I didn't know, but I'm just saying is, is when it comes to making decisions, man, these are hard decisions, right? These are, these are tough decisions. This is just a few, right? Our decision even to move to Clemson, which has been phenomenal. This, was, this weekend was like the sixth anniversary of our job interview here, okay? We were here like six years ago, and, uh, you know, those of you who were still here were interviewing us and deciding our fate. <laughs> Some of you are going, man, we really, really missed that one, <laughs> right? We didn't think he'd make it six years, you know, but... Uh, but all of those things, man, they required um, more than just an emotional decision, more than just what we wanted, more than just, oh, man, because, uh, man, I, I needed help. We needed help. We had people around us helping us, okay? But I'm going to tell you, some of these decisions brought a lot of bad stuff out in me, all right? And uh, I, I think you'll know what I'm talking about because we're going to dig in, and they, you, may re you may even go, yeah, you know what? I've been there before. Okay, I've been there before. Um, why don't we start out as, let's see where we're going to turn to. Turn to Matthew chapter 7, okay? So here's, here's, as I was writing this down, I thought, you know what? Here's some decisions I made. And this is just me. I'm just like, I'm just looking over my life over the past, you know, two and a half, three decades. And going, man, there were decisions I made. There were principles. There were biblical principles I learned. There were biblical principles I learned, and I didn't learn them before I messed up either, by the way, okay? So if you're, if you're waiting for, like, the perfect thing so you'll never be wrong, okay? I'm just going to tell you, please get used to being wrong. Please get used to being incorrect. Please get used, because here's the deal is, it's not because you're, you know, I'm not against being right. I'm just saying that, man, there can be a pride and an arrogance that comes where we just fight to be right above all. 
right? And there are just some things that we see, we, we kind of miss out on in our, own, in our own lives that we don't see as much, right? And so we're going to hit here in, in Matthew chapter 7. I do want to kind of veer off on a big decision that was made. This is a decision that everybody doesn't make. Some of you do make. Um, but, you know, Jacob and Anna Claire decided they were going to adopt a little baby, right? Little baby Etta, right? Who, baby Etta was born this week, which is exciting, right? So be praying for them and they'll give more information. But there's just a lot that goes along with it. You know, they're not going to send out pictures and all that just because there's a lot that goes into a legal adoption that just doesn't allow them to do a lot. So be patient, okay? But they did want everybody to know that everybody's healthy and baby Etta's doing great. And um, I think Jacob's probably getting used to Nine hours less sleep than he's used to, right? <laughs> Be praying for that. That's, it's, it's awesome. But um, So there were these principles I learned, and then there was a little section as I was just writing some notes, I wish I would have section. All right. I think that's a good section for all of us to have. That's a good way to learn from our mistakes. That's a good way because, you know what the, what's the funny thing is, is, is that each and every one of us is going to make a mistake. We're going to make a bad judgment at times, and we're going to do, and sometimes it might be a lot of them, okay? You know what the difference is between, it, there, there's not going to be some of us that make all right decisions, some of us that make all wrong. We're all going to be like in that sea of sometimes making the right decisions, sometimes making the wrong decisions. What's going to be the difference in faith, okay? What's going to be the difference is how you respond when you're wrong, how you respond when you go, boy, I wish I would have. Man, I wish I would have done that, okay? And if, man, if you look back at your life and you can't say that, boy, that, that's, we've got to just start right there is looking back and going, man, you know, I could have done things different, right? As we're talking about just making these faithful decisions. Um, and, and then there were a few things I wrote down, and these are just good. I love this because it was good pointers, good things to remember. It's just pointers to remember. You know, so I'm just kind of writing these down, so I'm going to share these with you. But I want to start, here's what I want to start today out with is this idea of some principles that um, have less to do with maybe what we have to do practically in our life because we've got to start with getting on the same page with God, okay? Because you know when it comes to decision-making, what's really interesting is, is everyone's a little different here. Um, some of us in here are people-pleasers. And it's very easy to mistake making someone happy with being faithful, that makes sense? Okay. Oh, so-and-so said to do this. So the only reason I did it is because look at, how they, look at how much they think I'm awesome now. That might even be a godly decision just done in the wrong way. All right. Some of us in here have that, you know, where, where we can be so human-centered that it's just all about that. Man, I got advice. They gave me advice. I took the advice. I'm awesome. It's not okay. Advice is awesome. It's great. All right. But remember our goal. Our goal is God. Our goal is to please God. Our goal is to follow God. It's not to please men. All right. But then there's another group of us in here. And you're like, no, 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 I'm not like that. I'm like, I don't want to hear nothing anyone has to say. In fact, you give me advice, I'm taking the opposite advice. Okay. And some of you have that too. Right. You're going, no, 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 man, Keith, I'm not like that group. I'm like this other group going, I'm doing what I want to do. All right. Mm mm. You know, and don't pride yourself on this idea of, I just need to get in the word with God and pray. Okay, awesome, all right? But remember, God himself didn't even leave people out of the equation, <laughs> okay? So there's not this new way. 
And so this is what's really important. We need to start and go, let's get our hearts connected, like on a very real way, to what God wants. Pleasing God among, above pleasing people, right? And that means the people closest to us as well. And that's what makes this difficult, all right? So let's read this passage. This is, man, this is one of those happy passages right here. You gotta love starting out with this, Matthew chapter 7. And this is just one of those principles, right? These are the principles, I'm sharing this because I'm, as I was putting this down, I'm going, man, just, these are the ones that just stick out to me that help guide me through making faithful decisions. Okay. Right here, Matthew 7. Um, pay attention now to where we are in Jesus' teachings, okay? This is really important. This is one of these first big blocks of teaching right here that Jesus has, that, that Matthew has put into his gospel. And it's kind of tough. I mean, he is really challenging people here, okay? And then in Matthew 7, uh, we'll go right here in verse um, 21. This is Jesus saying this. He says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. You know, you got to stop and let that sink in just a second, okay? You got to stop and go, hold on a minute. That doesn't even make sense in our theology oftentimes. People said, no, 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 they said Jesus is Lord. If you ask them, they say Jesus is Lord. And, and Jesus gives us this. He's, he's like, hold on, okay, Jesus is Lord is awesome. That's great, right? But he goes on and he says, um, not everyone who says Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. Right? And what does this have to do with decision making? <laughs> What does this have anything to do with decision-making, all right? Here's, here is the hardest part connecting my, when, when there's a decision to be made. And the bigger the decision, the more time that I need, okay? Is, do I want what God wants? Okay, That's a que- that is the question. Do I really want what God wants? Okay, remember we've talked about this before. Hardly ever do we pray that God makes us poor? (laughs) Hardly ever do we pray that God makes us homeless. Hardly ever do we pray for persecution. Hardly ever do we do that, right? And that's not, I'm not getting on you about that. I'm saying that's like human nature. What we tend to pray for is we want like great things to happen in comfortable ways, in, in, in ways that prosper us, in ways that God just make there be no sickness and make there be no hardship and make there be no bills and make there, you know, and all of these things. And, and uh, what if God were to say, I need you poor? <laughs> okay. Really fascinating. There's a brother way over on the, on the West Coast. Uh, became a disciple. He's homeless. Became a disciple, um, said, I need to stay homeless to reach the homeless. Okay. He says, this is all I ask from the church. Buy me a new tent every once in a while. Okay. That's all he asked. He said, no, no, no. I don't need help on rent. What I do need is a new Coleman every six months. Okay. I need a new tent. All right. Wow. Wow. Well, that's pretty powerful. All right. This takes some time, right? To go, whoa, do I what I want? Because here's what happens that me and you have an incredible strength to do to believe that what I want is what God wants. <laughs> okay. Like, He may want other people to be poor, but not me. 
right? He, he may want other people to suffer, but not me. And you know what's really scary to begin praying? You know what's fascinating? When, when, when Jesus' guys asked him, how do we pray? You know, one of the first things Jesus said, your will be done. That is a scary, man, I'm telling you, that is scary. You, you got to put your seatbelt on in the morning if you're going to pray that kind of prayer. God, what do you want today? What do you want to happen today? What do you want? And that doesn't mean you just snap your fingers and all of a sudden you want it. <laughs> but you know what's a great prayer? Make me want that too. <laughs> Please make me want that too. Because there's all these things I want. And all of them, no, no, not all of them, but most of them have to do with me being comfortable, to be quite honest with you, okay? And life going without any bumps in the road, all right? Let me ask you, is, is anyone in here, have you, has, has life been free of bumps in the road? No! I mean, that's the thing is you can't talk to anyone. In fact, somehow we get sold this bill of goods. It's like, oh, man, once my prayer life gets good, my life gets great. It, it does because our focus is God's focus. That's what makes it great, right? It's not just getting what we want here. And so that's like the principle. Those are, that's the guiding principle is, okay, Keith, this is what I want. And I'm telling you, I have to write it down. What do I want? Write it down and go, is this what God wants? And, I, and I'm telling you, it's not like just like there's some voice from the radio that's like, that's what I want or something like that. But, but it's this idea of going, you know what? Uh, me and God are going to have to talk a while about this. And I know we live in a world that thinks we have to make fast decisions all the time, okay? There's very few people that actually have to make fast decisions, okay? If you work in an emergency room, please make fast decisions, okay? Don't be patient. If I come in there with a heart attack, they'll be like, hold on, so everybody slow down, okay? No, 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 don't do that, okay? But how many people do that, okay? There's very few, very few people that have to make, like, I've got to decide this right now, okay? Some of you parents have told your kids this before. If you need an answer now, the answer's no, okay, right? I mean, that, that's great. Here's my deal as a parent. I need to tell me that. That's a good thing for me to tell Keith, right? Let's go, Keith, if you, you want to know what? If you're so busy that you need an answer now, the answer's no, you know, it's funny, I rarely have that conversation with myself. <laughs> Isn't that funny? And I'm going, wow, okay, this, is the, this goes into the list. Wish I would have known that, okay? We can grow in that. We can get better in that. That's the beautiful thing about this. Um, but here's this idea, do I, want, do, I, do I want this? That's only a question you can answer. Now, you can't go and ask someone else, do you think I want this? <laughs> this is like... The value, can you understand why Jesus periodically was like, i got to get alone. I've got to get alone. Can you understand that? Because it's like, I have some things on my mind that need, I just need some solitude. I need no noise. I don't need music in my ears. I don't need, I need nature in my ears. You know, I just need quiet. And, and, and some of us, you know, you've, you've gone into like that, you know, out in the woods and stuff, and it has driven you crazy. You're like, I can't stand this. I can't stand this silence, okay? Hey, listen, just give it, give it time, all right? We've got to do that. 
All right, so do I want, that's one of the questions, you know, if I, I don't know if you write in a journal, I write in a journal, that's a question that I look at. What's the, uh, I start out, what, what are the decisions I need to make? Do I want what God wants? Am I willing to look into what God wants? Am I willing to be okay if God wants something I don't want? Okay, like this is really where it's at. I know it's hard, I know it's challenging, all right? But listen, this is what we're called to. This is why Jesus is awesome, because like, no, you guys can do this. We have the Holy Spirit, okay? Here's another thing right here, okay? So you have Matthew 7. If you just rewind just a little bit into Matthew chapter 6, you know, can you imagine listening to Jesus preach? I mean, this section right here, he's saying things like, man, don't, don't even hate people. Don't worry don't do this. Don't just say, Lord, Lord, I'm not going to honor that. You know, and you're like, dude, do you want to build a church? <laughs> like, where did you go to seminary? Like, that's not what they teach you there. He's just, again, challenging what's going on on the inside of me and you. Okay, because what's on the inside is going to come out. What's on the inside will govern our decisions. Okay, when it's the word of God. Matthew 6, this is just like principle two of this process of me and God in making faithful decisions, okay? Right here, this is, this is so rich, okay, is he goes through, he's telling, that, quite honestly, verse 25 to the end of the chapter might be one of the most beautiful chapters written in the Bible, okay? It's this teaching of Jesus where he's saying, hey, if you just go out in nature and look, like look at the flowers, look at the birds, like look around, look at the, they're not worried, they're not all of these things. Just look at all of this beauty around you, and how much more do I love you? All right, that's just inspiring right there, okay? But then he tells us at the end here, he says, here's the deal. Um, he said, you wonder what? Don't worry about things. He actually says, idolaters worry about things, like food and clothes and shelter and all of these kind of things. He says, don't worry about those things. Your, your, your Father in heaven knows that you need them. Okay, in verse 33, he says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The first thing says, seek first. When was the last time you stopped long enough to know what that means? This is one of those like religious sounding things. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. And then you stop and I stop and I go, man, what does that mean? again? <laughs> what does that actually mean? And it challenges something again. Do you notice this? This all challenges my wants versus God's wants. Do I want him to be the king of my life? Do I want his kingdom to reign? Do I want his kingdom to grow? Do I, is that what I want? Because I'll tell you what, this is where making decisions becomes real. Because I'm going, okay, do, do I want what he wants? And am I really plugged into him as my king? Right? That I'm seeking first, not just his kingdom, but his righteousness. Like I'm going, okay, in the meantime, while I'm, while I'm trying to make these decisions and whatever the decision is, right? It might be a job. It might be dating. It might be marriage. It might be finances. It might be where you're going to live. It might be any of those things, right? As while I'm going through that, I'm reminding myself of something. Your righteousness is what I'm going after. In the meantime, Jesus, I want to seek your righteousness in this kingdom. And your righteousness, what, what just translated very simply, okay, is not just doing what Jesus said to do, but treating people the way Jesus treats people. 
That's a very important part of righteousness, okay? Because, because righteousness where it's just about let me do the right thing, but I treat people bad. That's not Jesus. It's really, really important to know that. And so a question you can ask yourself, how well are you loving the people God has put in your life? Okay, because that's really what it comes down to, right? Is loving God and loving people. And when I love God, I'm like, I want to do what you want me to do. You're my king, okay? And then, okay, here's what, this is what God tells us continually. Okay, you want to do what I want you to do? Love the people I put in your life. Love them well. Right? Love the people. Love, love your neighbors. And we, Well, which one of my neighbors, okay? I've got really great neighbors right next to us, right over there. We've got a lot of really great neighbors, but he, you know what he's talking about is, man, your neighbor, your neighbor is everyone around you. This is the thing, you know, in examining if I'm not loving well the people God has put around me. That means in my office. That means my teachers. That means my classmates. That means all of those things. If I'm not loving them well, it's going to be really hard for me to make faithful decisions. Okay? Seek first the kingdom. It's this idea of I want what you want. Let me, God, I trust that you're going to guide me but I'm not just putting the brakes on my spiritual life until you give me an answer. I'm remembering what you're about, right? These are just the principles again. Matthew 7, 21. Matthew 6, 33. Matthew 22, 37, which I just referred to. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, okay? Again, as we're making decisions, you might be thinking, this is too, like, it shouldn't be this difficult. It shouldn't be this, this like, scripted. Okay, I don't care how you script it. What I'm saying is, is that there needs to be thought. There's got to be thought put into it, okay? And some of you guys, you, you think through things fine without writing them down and without recording them and all that, and that's fine. But some of us need that, where you, you actually are typing something out or you're recording something just so you can kind of go through and be thoughtful about, am I making a faithful decision or am I making a selfish decision? Am I making an emotional decision? Am I making a decision that's just what's good for me? Okay? And these are just, these are those, those principles here, okay? Um, I wish I would have, okay? Let me, let me share this with you guys. When I, when I think of the, these big decisions, um, you know, I think, I think the decision to be baptized was probably my purest decision. <laughs> okay? Just for real. You know, it was like, um, it was, it, it just was. I mean, I don't know how else to say that. I mean, it was just, I knew I needed to become a disciple. I knew I needed my sins washed away. I knew I needed the Holy Spirit. I knew I wanted to follow Jesus, okay? And I was just like, let's go, okay? You want to know what? As I ventured into life as a disciple, decision-making became a little bit difficult. Okay, let me share with you. Her, right there. <laughs> Okay, her right there, okay? But it's this idea of, I'm like, okay, well, man, this is cool because, um, like, before, before I became a disciple, I actually met Abby when she was in high school. She came to FSU. She came over to FSU, and she was working in the training room. And, and I, I'm not kidding you. I remember the day. I'm like, who is that back there? Uh, I'm not kidding. I was like, man. And I actually, you know, you got, many of you know the story. You know, her cousin was working with me and told me she was, like, 12 years old. I'm like, ah, oh, okay, forget it. And I didn't even think again about it, okay? And then the fall semester came. All of our trainers came back for double days for football practice. And who's there? Who's one of my student trainers? There she is right there. And I'm like, oh, boy. 
I had become a disciple, okay? I mean, I was eight weeks old. And I'm going, oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay? Ellie, Ellie wants more. She's like, say more, okay? And so anyway, here, here's the deal, okay? I went into immediate... I didn't realize you could do this this fast, okay? I went into all at the same time, justification, defensiveness, and mistrust, all at the same time of everyone around me. It was like a magical spell. It was like all of a sudden, man, I was just happy being a disciple. And then here comes Abby, and I'm like, honestly, wasn't super interested in her spiritual life at first, okay? I just wasn't. Right. I wish I would have. Okay. I mean, it's one of those things because here's the deal, because then it was one of those things where, hey, now she's coming out of church for sure. She's a Christian because she knows who Jesus is and I don't care about anything else. And then I had these goofy people in my life. I don't know what happened to them, but they got dumb when I wanted to date. All of a sudden they became untrustworthy when I wanted to date. Okay. And I, and, and I remember specifically you know, we had a Bible study. Up. I lived in the football dorms across the street from the stadium. We have a little Bible study up there. Everyone's leaving. Abby wants to stay and do her homework. Cool. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right? Some of y'all are thinking, what's the big deal? Like, don't be legalistic. Come on, man. <laughs> there was, no. There was no. <laughs> no. Okay? And I remember a brother who was in there, and he said, hey, man, come here. I want to talk to you. And he said, dude, this just doesn't look good, man. Like, you're living with the football team. Like, I don't even know if anything's going to go on, but I know everyone in this football dorm, when she comes out of there, man, that is just not going to be wise, man. I mean, because, again, don't have any hint of sexual morality. And I'm, I'm going to tell you what, I got furious. All right, absolutely furious, this poor brother. Who are you to tell me that? You don't think I'm strong enough? You don't think, I, you don't even trust me. I'm fake, you know, I mean, you name it. It's just like, where did that come from? From the inside. Okay, that's where it came from. It was that because here's the deal is, in my mind, I was like, that's who I want. That's who I'll get. That's who I'll marry. I don't care. Who says it? Okay. And then God was like, but dude, you know, I know what? You're going to need to do it faithfully. All right. And that was like, that was the seed of dumb decision-making, okay? I mean, listen, I did, my, I did my best for the next probably two and a half months to destroy her with my decisions, okay? Because you want to know what? Wish I would have known. You want to know what? My brothers and sisters weren't trying to hurt me. <laughs> my brothers and sisters weren't trying to get in my business. My brothers and sisters weren't trying to do that. You want to know what they were doing? They were loving me. And they were loving her. And then you know what was really crazy? After we made a bunch of dumb mistakes and got all immoral, you want to know what? Abby was like, maybe I need to start studying the Bible. Ooh. And I'm going, don't, don't make me look bad. <laughs> I mean, listen, tell people you're a Christian, right? But here's the deal. She starts studying. She's like, I never made Jesus Lord. And I'm going, you know what? I could have saved a whole lot of heartache if I would have listened to people eight weeks earlier. 
who are going, dude, have you even asked her about her spiritual life? Don't get on her about her spiritual life. Well, you know about her spiritual life. You're just judgmental. No, 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 they weren't. They were spirit-filled. And I was in sin. And I was wrong, right? And I needed to go up and beg for their forgiveness in the way that I treated them, okay? But in my decision-making process right here, wish I would have known, <laughs> right? I mean, that was very formative to go, Kali, what happened to you? Because I saw something I wanted, and I was going to go after it, and I didn't care if it was faithful. God must want this for me, because you know why? I prayed every single morning for eight weeks for God to send someone into my life who will be my wife, who loves you, who's following you, and then here she comes, and you know what I said? There she is, <laughs> right? She's already done. It's a done deal. And it wasn't. And you know what was sad? I could have kept her from finding Jesus by my decisions. That's, this, that's what we're talking about here, right? Is making these, man, I wish I would have. Did I make a bad choice? Yes. Was it wrong? Yes. Was it, do I feel like, oh man, I got to, no, 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 no. Because here's the deal is, I wish I would, I, I learned. Okay. I learned. There was repentance. We're like, come on, get in my life. Tell me, talk to me about this stuff. Okay. Wish I would have. I wish I, I wish you want to know what I had done is gathered brothers around me and prayed more. I wish I'd have done that. I wish I didn't do that, okay? In many of these situations, you know, in, in, in many of these decisions right here, that's one of the things I look back, I wish I would have done that more. I wish I would have just pulled people aside. So let's, can we pray for the will of God together? Because again, my tendency is to be individualistic. Well, I'm praying, okay? I'm praying. I wish I would have. And, you know, going back with the other point, I wish I would have been tuned into listening to the Holy Spirit more. Because I'm going to tell you, in every situation, I had brothers and sisters speaking words of faith into me. And by the grace of God, okay, many of them, like, just inadvertently stuck, kind of like a Velcro wall, you know. It was like, not because you did anything. It just stuck because God was like, please, that's got to stick, okay. But, but that's the deal. Here is this idea of looking back and going, man, I wish I would have. I mean, if you're waiting for me to tell you a story of a decision I made, then I'm like, this was perfect. I, I don't have that story yet. Okay? Because you always look back and go, you know, I wish I would have. And, I, and it doesn't have to stay a would have. Okay? It doesn't have to do that. But it starts, remember where we're starting here is, God, do I want what you want? Okay? Do I want what you want? And I'm going to tell you, I was gripped with fear. In many of these cases, I was just gripped with fear. And I'm just going, God, please, you know, that idea, it's better to ask forgiveness than permission. <laughs> right? God, you are a graceful God, so I'm going to do exactly what I want to do, and I pray that you bless me, okay? And here's the sad part is, is that, um, man, we don't make it through life unscathed from sin, from sinful decisions. God, God can bring greatness and goodness and incredible things from that, okay? But you don't get out of there without some nicks and some bumps and some, you know, some bruises and all that kind of stuff. And you want to know what's the worst part about it when I look back at my sin? is the people that were hurt around me. That's the worst part. All right? It's still like, man, 20-some years later, if I even see the brother on Facebook that just started talking to me before, I'm like, oh, gosh, I can't even look him in the eye now. And then it's like, it's cool. You know, we can talk and, you know, all of those kind of things. But... It's just that idea of going, wow, this is exactly what Satan wanted me to do. To, to dig into what I wanted 
at the expense of my brothers and sisters. I didn't care if I hurt them. I didn't care if I made a faithful decision. I'm doing what I want to do. Okay. And that's why this is so important. Right. And I don't know where you are. You, you know, I don't know what grade level you are in this. Okay. If you're going, man, so Keith just doesn't think I'm like a postgraduate in decision making. I, I don't know. Maybe you're a kindergartner. Maybe you're a third grader. Maybe you're a fifth grader. But you know what? I think we need to help each other grow. Okay. That's what I think we need to do. I think that it's great to have discussions about decisions. Like, what are some decisions you're making? It's like, oh man, I don't want to get in there. Okay, here's the deal is God put a spirit inside of us to get in there, okay? And I know it's scary, but that's why we start out with this idea of God, um, man, that, that it's about God before it's about other people, okay? Because just as we said before is, is you may have this plan in your life that you see happening that you're going to go after no matter what, right? And it, any point along the way, I didn't see going into the ministry. I didn't see leaving sports medicine. I didn't see marrying a girl. I grew up on the West Coast. I didn't, when I moved to Tallahassee, I was like, two years. Anyone can live somewhere for two years. And then 17 years later, you know. So that, that's, that's really the thing is, is this plan that we have sometimes can kind of mess us up, right? Because we're going, no, I'm adhering to that instead of going, oh, God, I don't know. You have like a hard left turn up there. You know, as we've talked about before, it's this idea of, of some of you here, God will go, y'all got to get out of Clemson. And some of you, God's going, you got to stay in Clemson. Okay. I don't know what that is. That's, we've got to make faithful decisions. Okay. I don't have that. God doesn't give me that like download from the cloud, right? Into my brain. And it's like, here you go, Keith. This is the decisions that everybody needs to make. I don't get that. Okay. But we have to go through this. So here's the big practical that I'm learning, I, I do, I've gotten better at this. Okay. Slow down. <laughs> okay. Slow down. Okay. What does that mean? Um, guys, the, we, all of us are too busy not to be carving out time in our day to be in prayer and Bible study. We're too busy not to do that. Okay, do you understand what I'm saying? We're too busy. It's, it's not this idea, no, 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 you don't understand how busy I am. I, I got to tell you, you know, it's really cool because um, I just got to brag on the grad students because, you know, they're busy, right? I mean, you're busy in grad school. You're busy when you're getting a PhD. You're busy when you're living in a new country. You're busy when you're raising children, okay? And you know what's interesting is the amount of work and the amount of time that was devoted in order for them to even come and be a part of worship in the wilderness. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Because it's that idea of, I'm too busy not to be a part of that. I'm too busy. I need that. I need to sit down and just like ingest this in and be quiet for a while and just play some Frisbee and run around. I need that, okay? And we need that more than once a year. It's like we've got to pull back and go, okay, what's, what is this flow of my life of solitude, of silence, of prayer, of having a plan that I'm praying through even, all right, so I'm just not winging it, you know, all over the place. But this idea of we've got to take time and learn to slow down. Okay. When everything inside of you is telling you, you have to make this decision now. Okay. You've got to pray back on that. <laughs> I don't, no one's going to die if I don't make this decision right now. Okay? This isn't the ER. 
This isn't life support. This isn't any of those things. This is my inner turmoil. And I got to hear God going, Keith, be quiet for a little bit, okay? <laughs> like, let me talk to you. Open the Bible. Go for a prayer walk. Just stop doing what you're doing and consider faithfulness. Right? That's really it right there is consider faithfulness. And you know what? It's best to be like saturating ourselves in these before we need them. Right? It's, best. it's like you're going, oh, hold on. I'm going to buy a house in three years, so that's when I'm going to use these principles. Man, yeah, I'm moving to such and such in a few years. I'm glad I have these notes because I'll break them out then. Let's saturate ourselves where this is the normal operating, our normal operating system, right? It is just that we're thinking about seeking first the kingdom and do I want what God wants and am I loving him with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength? Am I loving my neighbors well that God has put in my life? And you think, will any of those help me make a faithful decision? Absolutely. Okay. But we've got to slow down. Take a deep breath. And if you need help with that, just ask somebody. Can you help me slow down? I mean, my, you know, our brains can get going a million miles an hour. Okay? And sometimes you just need a brother or a sister to go, hey, come on, let's go out to the potter's place. All right, let's go get a prayer cabin. Let's go, let's take an overnighter. Let's go somewhere and just pray together. Let's take a road trip this weekend and just slow down. Turn off the phones and turn off the iPads and all of that stuff and and, and brace ourselves, okay? Here's one of the things that I think will help us, and it helps me. Um, reserve the right to change your mind if you're wrong. Okay, just go, hey, I reserve the right to change my mind. I reserve the right to be wrong, okay? Because you can make a faithful decision that isn't necessarily maybe the right decision. Maybe you just, as you were going through it, it was just in an immature way, or you were fighting through some things, or you were learning some things. That doesn't mean that, oh, man, all is lost, but go, you know, it's okay to go, I, I reserve the right to, to a course correction, <laughs> right? It's not against God's rules. I reserve the right to be wrong, you know? So when we think everybody's going to be like laughing at you if you made a wrong decision, like, oh, I can't believe that's a horrible decision. Oh, my goodness. No, 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 no. It's like, of course, I made one and you'll make one. <laughs> like we're all in the same boat, okay? So I reserve the right to a course correction, same as you, all right? And that, I'm going to tell you, that brings freedom. That brings freedom right there. It just kind of takes the burden off working in community. The next time we talk about this, we're going to get into some other practicals, some principles, some different wish I would have. Maybe, maybe you can write your own list. Wish I would have. And maybe, you know what would be cool? You look at it and you go, you don't know what I wish I would have, but this has changed in my life. I'm actually doing something different, which is awesome. All right? Like, this isn't just like discouraging. This is God's work.